0: Recorded live.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Stroke Diva Fabulous Show. I am your host, Kamaria T. Richmond, and I am excited about my guest this afternoon. We will be talking to Dorothea, I'm going to say McGuire. That's (laughs) it. (laughs) And uh, she is the CEO and president of the group. We'll talk about, about the McGuire group and the talk show host of Let's Talk Sarcoidosis and it is an award-winning show on cable TV and she is the producer and so we're going to talk about that a lot because I was diagnosed with uh sarcoidosis in 2004. So Dorothea, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Thank show.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it is my pleasure. Now I want to talk about your business first because okay. I spend you know a lot of time on 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 the sarcoid to get okay. so much information out there for people. So before we get to your journey on on sarcoid, tell us about the McGuire Group.
0: Okay, wonderful. Yes, the McGuire Group. We actually host and facilitate corporate events. Uh, we host. Uh, we do host the uh, corporate retreats and we also host educational global conferences, workshops. We even do destination weddings. So anything that there is an event that can be made from it, we actually can facilitate it.
1: Wow. That's great. And now you have a retreat coming up. Well, when did you start your business? And when and how and why?
0: Well, I started my business actually about 20 years ago, and prior to that, what I used to do is I made baskets. That's where the business started. We had baskets that we would make, and we would have wedding baskets, and also um, back in the 80s, I had a... a business, which is McGuire Group, but it was starting out with new moms, and it was called New Arrival Assistance Service. And we found the need of having moms coming in from having babies, and then once they got home, they really didn't have the care of the nurses or the nurse's assistants to help them out in the home because the husbands were working. So the idea came from that, and then from then on, it just expanded for other opportunities as they you know, as people consulted with us and said that their needs were out there in the world, then we pretty much structured and continue to restructure and just pretty much try to give uh, people what they need.
1: And that is so important because, especially in a, as, as a new mom, you are just in so many places at once. You're not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are building this this human being, you know, from the ground up, you know, getting together for the rest of their lives and for the rest yes. of their life.
0: <laughs> and Absolutely. Yeah, you need that. And you're right. And what we did was we provided 24 service, 24 seven service around the clock, and we also provided the gift baskets. So the, that's where the two businesses met with the gift baskets for the new moms, giving them things that. Normal people, you know, sometimes people give you certain things that you may have on a registry, but just little things that you don't think about that you may need in a house. So we would provide those gift baskets and the service. And it was really wonderful. It was a great hit. And we just continued to do other things. But then as the economy, as you know, sometimes you have to continue to grow with the economy. And some things at one point work and some things doesn't that you just have to constantly, constantly reinvent yourself. And that's what McGuire Group does. We constantly reinvent ourselves.
1: I love that because <laughs> part of the the Stroke Diva Fabulous show is part of my lifestyle reinvention. And uh-huh. so that's pretty major. I know it's been major for me, but when you're helping someone kind of go through that process where you do need 24 24-7 help.
0: Right. Because,
1: yeah, looks like you're working or you may work nights or, you know, you may have a partner, you may not have a partner, you may be able to get sick leave or you may not. You, and as they get older, you have to go to all the events and you may have to care for a parent as well. And so it really is, it, it, you really need all the support you can get.
0: Absolutely. And you don't realize it until you're in that situation.
1: Right. Right. That's great. So I want to move on into now our uh, sarcoidosis.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And, Gail, tell us your journey. What has been your journey?
0: Oh, my goodness. My journey started in 1984, and I was 26 years old. And I didn't know anything about the illness, and pretty much back then, not too many physicians knew about it as well. It was very little information. But what I noticed was um, during that time, I kept having this shortness of breath, and I really wasn't doing too much to realize how short of breath I was. And then I started having this dry, annoying cough, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I'm trying to fight the flu. So back then, you're thinking, hey, I'm so young, I'm sure it's not anything that's so detrimental to my health because I'm too young, and that's just my mindset at that point, point. and then I realized I had a weight loss that was just drastic. One day, uh, you know, I looked in the mirror, I was okay, the next day it looked like I drastically lost about 30 pounds, I literally looked like a skeleton, and then I started having aches and pains all over my body, just something didn't feel right. And fast forward, so I actually went to a medical center, which was close by at the time, and when I went there, I recall the um, technology, the radiology technologist looked at me and said, you need to be admitted to a hospital today. And with that being said, I was a little nervous because I didn't know what was going on and really couldn't tell me too much because he wasn't my physician, But um, he did call my physician, and before I got home, my telephone was ringing, and my doctor said, we need to admit you to the hospital. And so when I went to the hospital, they started doing testing, and I was there for about five days. Uh, They immediately thought that I had lymphoma because of the weight loss and all the symptoms that I had was very similar to, at that time, the unknown disease that we didn't know about was called sarcoidosis. But um, once they did thorough testing, it came back that they thought I had lymphoma or TD, and then it came back that I had sarcoidosis. And the exact words from the physician was good news and bad news. The good news is you don't have lymphoma, but the bad news is you have sarcoidosis, and it's a mystery disease, and we actually don't know how to treat it. Um, and then they told me that it wasn't a cure for it. So that's where my journey started. Um, after being frantic and scared out of my mind, and I basically was learning along with the physicians because they really had very little knowledge about it. And for whatever research that was out there, I, I just had to look it up on my own. And and that's how I um, started coping with this illness.
1: And as I was sharing with the sharing with our audience as uh, we were logging in. You know, I also have it, which is how we met. Well, I'll tell everyone how. Yes. We met in, in, a, in a couple minutes, but okay. uh, in 2004, I had um, I was really sick all of 2004. Mm-hmm. It started out with you know my thyroid in January, mm-hmm. and then a couple months later, same thing. I was having shortness of breath. You know, I couldn't get up the stairs. I was kind of aching all over. It was something. I knew that something was. Different Mm -hmm. body, but I couldn't exactly, you know, tell what it was. But I knew there's something, Mm -hmm. and something wasn't right. And I was seeing a pulmonologist, a let's see my um and see my memory from my stroke, so bear with Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) My pulmonologist and my rheumatologist
0: Mm -hmm. and uh
1: and another doctor. I can't think of what you call this kind of doctor. Uh, it's more than more than the um more than just cosmetic. Okay. And so I started having, you know, like stuff was popping up on my eyes and I couldn't breathe and then I was achy. And so all three of those doctors were trying to figure out like what is going on with you. And mm-hmm. It was like a light bulb after a couple months. Uh, one said, oh, you have sarcoidosis. The other said, you have sarcoidosis. And the mm-hmm. other said, you have sarcoidosis. <laughs> it was like three right in a row. And because right. my symptoms were getting worse, they thought that I had tuberculosis.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Same here. Uh,
1: they thought it could have been lupus. Mm-hmm. And so as you know, they have to run a million tests to kind of yes. rule, rule everything out to say, okay, mm-hmm.
0: this,
1: this is what. You know the sarcoid is, and I just got that year, I just got sicker and sicker, I got to a point where I was you know barely able to walk, I stopped working, and I just thought, okay, I need to get myself together, I need to get some rest, I need to let this you know these medications work, and you know what, and I'll go back to work like in January,
0: uh-huh.
1: some place out
0: where right, exactly.
1: But as but at the um right after
0: Thanksgiving, I ended up having the stroke. Wow. And you're so blessed because you just, I mean, you look fabulous. I told you that when I saw you.
1: And I know, and you know, having to learn how to walk and talk and read and write and stuff all over again. So I I am truly truly truly
0: blessed. Absolutely. you
1: You know, it's a journey, and I'll let our audience know that we met. I volunteer on the award-winning Ed Brown show and uh-huh. Brown just won the award for best series 2014 and it is on a cable television show. Uh-huh. And he's been doing his show, I don't know, 15-20 years. And the way I met Mr. Brown is we have a, a mutual friend who Okay. Said, you need to be on his on his talk show. And so I was on the show so I could talk about my stroke. I could talk about the sarcoid. And once we finished, I was like, well, Mr. Brown, if you need help around, you know, my major was radio, television, and film, I'm limited into some things that I can do. But, you know, I'll help you out. And, well, I didn't say I'll help you out. I'd like to volunteer. (laughs) And so he said, sure, and then I was there the next Wednesday and the next Wednesday all year long. And so the Dottie Awards, and you can give me a lot more information on the Dottie Awards. Okay. Uh, Dorothea is also an award-winning talk show host and producer. Her show is called Let's Talk Sarcidosis. And so we just happened, I just heard her talking to someone, and I had heard about your show before, and so I was like, I think that's her. <laughs> so I couldn't wait for well, you. Well, I'm ready. glad
0: you reached out to me. <laughs> I
1: wait for her whoever you were talking to to
0: finish talking.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So
1: I was like, I got to have her on the show. I need to know her show. Someone that can give us some more insight on it. Because, right. And you can tell us about your show because you have
0: the nutrition part. Oh, absolutely, yes, yes, definitely. On the show, um, what we try to do is, and I've always, once my diagnosis, I didn't want other people to be in the same situation that I was in because there was not enough information out there or support. So basically the show was to use myself as an example to help people who were newly diagnosed and then also help people that's already dealing with the disease and have been veterans uh, that's been dealing with it like you and I, but just to give them more insight because of uh, new information. I had Dr. Uh, Edward Chen that was on the show several times. As a matter of fact, he's coming back again in August, and um, he, he works with the sarcoidosis clinic um, at Johns Hopkins. So what I try to do is, because it can attack any major organ of your body, what I try to do is to get a physician, one that can actually lend their expertise about certain parts of the body that it attacks. And then we talk about other issues that surround the illness, because we've had people on this show that had not only sarcoidosis, but they've had all other types of illness combined with it. And then sarcoidosis was kind of like the underlying illness and made other things happen. So we try to address those particular um, medical topics. And then we also have the patients on. And because you know and I know that each person's story is very different, some could be similar in different ways, and you know, with sarcoidosis. So we try to have I try to have the people on with sarcoidosis to share their journey, and how they were diagnosed, and what happened when they diagnosed. Did their family support them? Did their friends support them? And I also have support groups as well, which I I host those. Uh, so there's a reason that I wanted to do this, and it was just to put people's minds sometimes at ease because sometimes when we get these devastating diagnoses, we feel like helpless, and then we kind of lose motivation, and then we get depressed and things of that nature. So my goal was to have a show that was very informative, and people could find out information, and not only for people that have it, but for their loved ones to be educated about it and then also to try to keep them motivated because I've gone through a lot. I mean, I've had uh, two pneumothorax, which is a collapsed lungs. so I had one in my left lung. Down the road, I had one in my right lung. So, you know, um, you have to stay positive, and that's what I try to encourage people to do. And this is the other reason for the show is to let them know it's just because you and I are battling an illness, and it's uh, still no cure for it, and it's still unknown of how we got this illness, to let people know that you don't have to let the illness get you, that you can, you know, keep moving on. And, you know, me being a business owner and coping with uh, illness, I don't let it stop me. I definitely don't let it stop me. So I, I start out every morning with a prayer, and thank God for for giving me the strength that I need to move on every day, coping with this terrible disease.
1: And, you know, and I applaud you for doing the work that you do because it is so well needed. And when we were talking about the doctors, a lot of doctors, you know, in 2004 still didn't really know what it was. Right. Um, the only way I got kind of an inkling was I had a girlfriend, and she went online looking it up. and uh-huh. we, a friend, and she has it, uh, mostly mm-hmm. like in, in, in her skin, the, you know, the, the skin area. Like you said, it's mm-hmm.
0: different every person.
1: And her daughter has it, and it has really attacked her daughter's body.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, she has really oh, had my. a tough time. And so it's not always, you know, people say, oh, it could be genetic. Well, I'm the only one in my family.
0: Right. Yes. and one in my family and what people don't understand and and let me just let people know what the definition of sarcoidosis is it's it's actually an inflammatory illness that creates tiny granulomas that basically i think they call it clumps of cells And what they do is they attack major organs of the body, and it's a multisystematic disease because it can attack multiple organs at one time. And men and women can get this illness between the ages of 20 to 40 years old, and hundreds of thousands of men and women have this illness. And the problem is because of the lack of awareness and attention and the research for funding the illness constantly gets misdiagnosed and that's the problem because it mimics lupus and it mimics lymphoma and it mim- mimics rheumatoid arthritis and the flu this is why you know we have problems with diagnosing the illness and the sad part is this is a type of illness that can't go um, undetected because it could be deadly
1: right and you know you you know i heard the stories uh, about that, you know, for me, I have, you know, the eyes, it's my nose, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just moves all over my body. Right. But, you know, now it's gotten a lot of attention because you hear um, someone like Bernie Bernie Mac who
0: yes. passed
1: away and he had it. And there are a couple of celebrities now that have um, came out and they've brought some attention and awareness to it. And so I guess when I first started looking uh, I think I read that it was mostly uh, African, mostly but not all African American right. women and
0: uh, women of European descent. Yes, and, and it actually started in in Europe. From, um, the uh, illness itself was actually diagnosed by a dermatologist. I think his name was Caesar. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. Black or Black. But he's the one that first coined the phrase of sarc because he was the one that actually, um, you know, discovered that. So it's been around a long time, and I've actually had it for thirty forty—I mean, sorry, thirty-one years now. So I've been uh, living with sarcoidosis for thirty-one years, and that's
1: a long time. Yes,
0: a very long time of um, coping with an illness, and I would say that. It's a mindset because if I look at all the definitions on the web and really not do my own research and do things that's best for me, then I probably would be a little bit more depressed than I am now because when you look at that information that's out there, it's a little bit scary and it's very frightening so to someone that has been that is newly diagnosed and they see this information, they literally would think that they have a death sentence.
1: Right, and you go, okay, there's no cure. You know, right. It's taken my doctors several months to figure yes. it out. Some of my doctors may not even know
0: what it they is. They don't even know, and it's sad, but it's the truth. You're right that there's a lot of physicians out there that have very little knowledge about the disease, and some patients are more knowledgeable than they are. And then you have some great physicians out here that's on top of their, you know, research, and they know a lot about the illness and know how to treat and know how to quickly diagnose.
1: And, yeah, I was blessed because, and that was the other doctor I was trying to think of was the dermatologist in
0: mm-hmm. the
1: the rheumatologist. My rheumatologist and I didn't know she had been doing the testing for mm-hmm. who knows how long. She had been doing the testing. I didn't know she was doing the testing. But you know, when you're you're, you know, a young African American woman and you're having mm-hmm. all these different, you know, parts of your body, you know, mm-hmm. suffering. And so she it was she just well I had been doing those testing and it always came out negative. Yes. Right. And so I'm thinking what you know? What flipped the the switch? And I didn't know if, you know, if if, if it was the stroke or if it was the mm-hmm. thyroid. It's just kind of like, and when I think about it, in the early eighties or nineties, I started, mm-hmm. getting, you know, some some stuff around my eye area, and the doctor said it was um, what's the what's the thing? Um, oh, of course now. I guess <laughs> it. it'll, it'll That come, happens to me a lot. Believe me, <laughs> it'll come to me later. And so, when I think about it, it's a cream that my doctor has described now for another skin condition. And so, I'm okay, it's the same medication. So that means I must have had it
0: way back then. And it Well, you're right, because, you know, I do believe, like you said, I believe I had it at 17 because I would notice these skin lesions on my chin, but I wasn't actually diagnosed clinically until uh, when I was 26. And that is amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had a biopsy for them to diagnose, so they gave me a biopsy in my neck, and that's how they diagnosed my condition. Wow, uh-huh. that is interesting. Yes, and that's one of the other, uh, and I'm sure you know this, when you have uh, stress is not a good factor for us, and that's why um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well is the retreat um, that we're having because when you have any kind of illness, or even if you don't have an illness, just retreats can be very relaxing and can help you kind of re-energize yourself and help you to, to kind of like cleanse yourself of all the negativity that you may think of in your life, which we all should try to have a positive mindset. I mean, we can, it's not, it's, it's not easy to do uh, all the time, but when you have the retreats and you have meditation and you have yoga and, uh, you know, things of that nature and you have um, a pastor that's coming in, we have um, Pastor Alton and uh, Lady Tashonda Jamison, and they're from Real Life Ministries in Chester, Virginia, and they're actually going to be there to have a, service on Sunday morning because our retreat is from September 25th through the 27th um, at Osprey, which is uh, right overlooking the Chesapeake Bay area. And that retreat would be just a ton of relaxation and fun, and you get to meet new couples. And the purpose of it really is basically learning the life purpose that you share as a couple, whether you're married or you know if you have a significant other whatever your couple's situation is is pretty much bringing people back to the reason that they share their life purpose in the first place, and I think along the lines, we're busy in our lives or people get ill because I have a lot of people that say that once they've gotten ill that their whole relationship or marriage has deteriorated because of that, uh which is really sad. And that's why sometimes those retreats are needed to rekindle those, um, you know, those type of situations.
1: How did you come up with the idea for a retreat for couples? And I know we were talking earlier about mm-hmm. you know, getting your mind, body, and soul, getting it all mm-hmm. tuned in together. Uh, where where did the 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 um, idea for the retreats come from?
0: Well, it came from, you know, I have some friends, a circle of friends that I call it, and just talking to friends and them saying, you know, I was sick or just through my support group that I host for, you know, fellow sarcedonians, they would say, well, I wish my husband was more supportive or I wish my significant other was uh, more supportive. Some people, they kind of got diagnosed with whatever it is, whether it's cancer or lupus or any type of disease that can sometimes maybe make a difference between the the husbands and wives and whether they're not doing the same things that they used to do, which people would tell me that. So the idea really came from people complaining and they're saying that they wish that their uh, marriage was different or they wish their relationship was different or people that are very busy in life where you have two busy professionals. And, there, you know, one person is going in one direction, the other person is going in a different direction, and there's no meat in the middle. So I've discussed it with some of my colleagues, and I said, listen, maybe we should put something together that can help bring people back together, that can help, you know, maybe bring them the date nights back together or help to strengthen their friendship and to build solid bridges between the two of them and handling conflict and learning how to uh, handle situations when you do become ill and one spouse is diagnosed with something and the other person can't accept it or can't work with it or, you know, know how to deal with that person. So there was a lot of reasons of um, trying to uh, bring that to the forefront to really save couples I know we couldn't do it in a weekend but we feel like just having this event there's a start to help them to reconnect
1: and I'm you know I'm not married and so but listening to married couples you know uh-huh. when someone says you know from death to us part and sickness and health it's you know, it can be I guess when you're In that relationship, you never really think that there will
0: be a sickness. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, we always think about the the roses. You know, when we first get married, it's all the bells and whistles and roses. But, you know, those vows are really serious because down the line, somebody will end up getting something, and Mm -hmm. it's how you handle it. That's the problem. We can be diagnosed with whatever, but then sometimes spouses cannot handle their significant other having an illness. Some people I know have literally gotten a divorce because they couldn't handle the person being sick and the fact that they had to take care of their uh, loved one. So we thought by having this particular opportunity, and people can join us on, uh, we, we only have limited room, but people can actually join us on this retreat, and we're actually hoping that, you know, anybody but from ministries or couples, all kinds of um, people with different backgrounds, they can join us on this retreat and really come out and and meet new people because sometimes it's about meeting people that's gone through your journey that can help you to get through yours. So there will be a lot of opportunities even for them to reflect on their individual lives themselves where it's going to be a lot of free time as well where the couples, they may not be, taking advantage of the, um, you know, the amenities for the retreat as well as the, um, the place, the resort. But it also gives them that free time that if they want to take a stroll, it's 15 acres. So if they want to take a stroll along the waterfront and just kind of clear their head and talk, you'd be surprised a couples that won't talk to one another, that won't look each other in the eyes or anything because of technology, all they're doing is texting, talking on the telephone, and they're just not paying each other any attention.
1: Amazing. And that is, you know, all this technology, it's really good, but it can also be really challenging for couples and for young people because Uh we're plugged in all the time. You know, our relationships are different because we're just always – Plugged in and yes. you see like young people they're sitting like side by side texting one another
0: yes <laughs> they they have literally uh just don't know um what to do how to romance if there was no technology growing up we didn't have that same technology we didn't have uh you know the, the going back to the tweeting the instagram uh the facebook we didn't have any of that people had to really court one another back then. And people, you, you know, your phone was just a regular house phone, and I, most house, most houses only had one in the house. So you didn't have all these everybody's having a smartphone. So that's what we really need to take it back to. And if I can just tell you some of the things that we'll be doing there, it would just, you know, just for people to know that would be interested. When they come to this retreat, we will have gourmet meals. I mean, because it's near the Chesapeake Bay, so you'll have scrumptious gourmet meals. All types of beverages for the retreat. The resort activities will include the fitness rooms, uh, yoga, meditation. They also have kayaking and canoeing, tennis. We'll have live entertainment. Um, while a, rom- a romantic sunset cruise where couples can be on and, and really try to get the romance back and rekindle. I mean there's a whole list of things that we will be doing out there and then we'll have that free time as well. So hopefully people would like to and let me just say this too, uh they don't have their marriage doesn't have to be in trouble or their relationship doesn't have to be in trouble to be a part of something like this. It might be somebody that wants to continue to keep their relationship growing and bonding, and so this is a great opportunity to give couples that that you know uh, reason to want to bond and 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 not even use technology. Hopefully, when they're there the weekend. <laughs> hopefully, I said I said hopefully because I'm pretty sure somebody will, but at least maybe they won't. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like our whole social skills have
1: changed. Uh-huh. And so you see people out, and, you, I don't, you know, you can never tell if it's a first date or if it's uh-huh. a relationship, but they're not even talking to one another. One's talking at the other one, and the other one is looking down, doing whatever on the phone, texting and
0: playing yeah. games. <laughs> they're playing games, <laughs> and and I see that way too much uh, when I'm out in restaurants and you know yeah. going to restaurants and you're looking around at other couples and somebody's on the telephone or they're constantly texting and I'm thinking how is this date so romantic or how is this date connecting with one another when they're just really just really bonded and glued to their technology? It's just. We have to get away from that. We have to go back to those days that we did not have those. And people made it then. So, you know, we can definitely make it without it. (laughs) Like, we didn't need MapQuest. (laughs) No, we did not. I mean, we didn't have that. We had a regular map that you had to look at and find it. (laughs) Ran out of gas. Yes. You'd wait for the police or somebody. Exactly. I mean, so the things that we have now. I I hate to say it but sometimes it's literally destroying relationships because people are married to technology versus their significant other.
1: And I've heard that so many times.
0: Uh-huh. Because,
1: you know, you're not plugged into your partner, the relationships are just deteriorating.
0: Exactly. And so that's why we're trying to help. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to help these couples out, and we're we're inviting them. We have very limited rooms uh, because it can only hold 25 couples because we have twenty a total of 25 rooms. We don't have 25 rooms left, but it's only a small group, and there's still time for people to join us, and, you know, they can go to the website and find out, should I give the website or should I wait till?
1: Yeah, give us, you know, the dates, the times, where. Okay,
0: sure, sure. The um, event will be held at Osprey Resort, Point Resort, and which is uh, near St. Michael's, about two miles from St. Michael's, uh, looking over the Chesapeake Bay. It will be from September 25th through September 27th, 2015. Uh, the retreat will start on September 25th, Friday, at 4 p.m., And on that Sunday, it will end at 3 p.m. Excuse me. And for the event uh, as well, once uh, people can tell friends or or other couples that they may know, they don't have to be married. I'll stress that because we had a lot of people ask, do you have to be married? Because a lot of people uh, may not be married. So it can be someone who is dating or someone that has a fiancé or whatever the case may be but it, it definitely has to be a couple though because it's only for a couples retreat and they can find out more information on the website at www.mcguire which is spelled m c g u i r e group llc. Dot company so that's www.mcguiregroupllc.company or they can also contact us at 240-206-8481 extension 301 once again that's 240-206-8481 extension 301 and if they can't make that retreat and they, they're a church ministry or their corporation or organization and they're looking for a company to facilitate and host their events uh, their corporate retreats or their educational or healthcare conferences or whatever their events are that they have for their companies they can definitely give us a call and we can talk to them about putting on the events for them
1: Great. Thank you for all that information, and for people to find out about your your business.
0: For McGuire Group. Yes. Yes, um, that's the they can uh, contact that email. I mean, sorry, the website that I gave you, or they can email us. Uh, they can email us at. Uh, I'll give you two email addresses. Contact c o n t a c t at McGuire Group LLC. dot company or they can contact us at info at mcguireglobalrecruitment.com, and they can give us a call or email us and let us know. We also we have all different types of retreats. So We have different team building. We have professional. We have rejuvenation. We also service the medical community. We have physicians and medical students retreats we have empowerment retreats so if we don't see if they don't see a retreat on our site that they're looking for it's no worries because we can actually create a retreat specifically for that ministry, corporation or organization
1: that is interesting and that is very powerful
0: because uh-huh.
1: we all need help and support every which way every which way we, t- we turn. uh-huh
0: uh-huh how and are, I'm sorry, go
1: ahead, oh go ahead, go ahead, finish your your thoughts. oh
0: no, what and I was just going to say that um we also i have a new program which is called it's a sales program for any it's really great for sales people, so for car salesmen or pharmaceutical sales or whoever that that do sales for a living um i I can definitely help. Anyone that needs to be motivated, so if a company needs our company to motivate their staff to generate more revenue with their sales strategies, they can actually hire us and we can talk to them about a program that we've come up with to help salespeople to get more revenue, and which is ultimately um, the bottom line for any company or organization So we do have um, a list of people in our Rolodex as far as professionals, and they go all the way up to PhDs. So we we have a list of uh, networking professionals that no matter what type of uh, event or uh, educational workshop they need, we have someone that can definitely uh, put it together for them. Oh, awesome. Uh And tell folks – about the show, you know,
1: when it comes on and the location and all of that good stuff.
0: Sure. So we take the show in Prince George's County in Bowie, Maryland at the Comcast Studios and the show is actually on YouTube um, so they can go as far as back from 2014 um, I think it's September 2014 and they can uh, start there with all the shows and then locally it comes on I believe on channel eleven for Comcast in uh or it might be Verizon and then channel seventy seven in the local Prince George's County area. But for those who live outside of that area, then we actually put it on YouTube so we can get a broader range of people that's viewing the shows.
1: And you know, so that's uh for me, I can't get the channel eleven. So and I'm right in Mitchville. I think I have to go to channel like forty two. Oh, something. okay. And um but it it's different because uh, you know, I know people that can go right on eleven and get okay. and so okay, so you have
0: seventy seven is one of them is Verizon and I'm not sure which one. One is Verizon and one is Comcast. But if they don't get it on that channel and they might want to check with their local um channels, if they cannot get it for those channels in their viewing area, that's the main reason that we put it up on YouTube, so everyone will have access to the show.
1: Right, and it's good, and yeah, it is, Verizon is
0: 11, and I think this is... Okay, and then Comcast is 77.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And
0: and so give us the YouTube address. Uh, They just go onto YouTube and just uh, type in, Let's Talk Sarcadosis. Okay.
1: That'll be great,
0: and I have to tune into
1: your show because yes, you've had people, you know, you've had so many doctors and professionals come on to educate, yes. educate the audience about about the disease. And like you said, you have to stay positive. I know stress is a really big part of it. Oh my
0: goodness, yes, you, know, you definitely have to keep away from that. And that's anybody, not just with that illness. That's anybody.
1: Because it goes, you know, mine goes in and out of remission, and yes. so you just kind of never know like what's going to trigger it. So I definitely want our folks, you know, our listening audience, to get the information, share it with someone, you know, people you know. Yes, please share. That's that is the power in sharing, right? <laughs> it that, really is, right? And and we were talking, you know, with the social social media. You know, and uh, you know all of our stuff—our phones and our tablets—and
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have so much that we're plugged into. And yes, you need to get the information from a professional or from someone you know.
0: Because, right,
1: like you were saying, when you go online to look it up, you just go, "Oh my God, what?" Am and I- they
0: would love it. I'm telling you, if they go to to look at the shows online, they are so informative. And, I mean, I've had everyone from Tai Chi masters to acupuncturists on the show to, um, was it, to Reiki masters. I mean, I've had all kinds, dermatologists, all kinds of uh, physicians and medical professionals on the show, rheumatologists, you know, just so they could have insight about different parts of the body. And, and it's if they just go to the site and look and just share it, that's how that's how many people we can get educated about this illness. And it's just the sharing, power of sharing. Just share, keep sharing.
1: Right, and it's like we go on Facebook and we click share.
0: Yes, yes. And that's how we educate. That's how we educate. If we continue to do that, more people will know about it because I can't tell you how many people that have actually come up to me and they've said, what is that illness? I've never heard about it. To this day, there are people out there that still don't know anything about this disease.
1: Right, right. Yes. I think, you know, I, I applaud you for getting the information out there, and that's the thing is, you know, you learn something and you share it with somebody else and they share it with somebody. Right. Because it is popping up all over the place. Now, I know that doctors know what to look for now and yes. as individuals you kind of know if you're going through all these changes in your body you definitely see a physician and share you know right yeah don't be afraid and you're them. right right don't, you know tell the doctor everything <laughs>
0: you're absolutely right so you have to be pro I always say this you have to be uh proactive with your own health uh if you don't nobody will and and even some doctors may not you have to tell the doctor what you're feeling if you don't it'll go undetected so definitely have to be proactive you have to uh stay positive and you have to do your own research i mean you know even if they do tell you things and suggest the things, the treatments. You still have to do your own research because, after all, at the end of the day, it's your body, right? Right. That's the way I look at it. It's your body, and um, no one can tell you what's best for your body, and no one knows what you're going through but you. So you have to communicate. You know, you have to let people know what's happening because otherwise, you're not going to be well. And I know a lot of people that have sarcoidosis that's not well. And that's because either they are not being proactive enough or they have the wrong physicians. And
1: that, you know, and I think that's a good point, you know, for folks to know, I, you know, see a rheumatologist, see a uh-huh.
0: dermatologist,
1: and see your pulmonary physician. Yes, definitely. Because, yeah, it takes all those doctors and even more. To yes. And not only
0: that, the doctors have to be able to communicate with one another about their patients. That's the most important factor is when you go to a physician that those physicians will definitely communicate with the other physicians about your specific diagnosis. And that's so key
1: because, you know, when I had the the stroke, all of my doctors knew, you know, that I had sarcoidosis, all the medications I was on. And so they could each, even today, if I yes. something feels wrong and I go to, I was in the hospital a couple months ago and I had um, pneumonia.
0: Okay. My, doc,
1: my doctors already know one another, not just yes. because of the stroke, but also because of the sarcoidosis. So right. they all know my history and they all talk. So they know this is the medication she's taking, this is how long she's been taking it. So it's you know it's so important. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't think about it. Yes, physicians talk to one another,
0: and uh-huh. it's
1: easy for them to diagnose something when they all know who the other doctor is. Right,
0: it's a team effort. You know, together everyone achieves. You know, um, it's it's definitely a team effort, and and that's what they have to to realize that it is definitely something that everyone has to uh, talk about. They just can't. One person can't know what the other person is not doing. So um, you you have to get it together, and especially the doctors. And guess what? And if you feel that the doctor is not giving you what you need, then it's time to move on to find another one who will. Right. And it's okay to do that. It's your health. So it's okay to uh, interview doctors. <laughs>
1: yeah, because, you know, sometimes we just get locked in. Yes. Like, this is my doctor. I've had this doctor forever. Yes. And, you know. Yes. But, yeah,
0: Absolutely.
1: This is time for for a change.
0: Yes, it, it is. Really is. And But the change, it starts with us. It starts within. And we're the ones that have to make the changes. Nobody makes the changes for us. We have to make the changes. Right, absolutely.
1: And I'm like Lawrence O'Donnell, you have the last word.
0: For sure. And I totally agree, yes.
1: You have the last word because you have been able to educate us. Yes. Us, and I'm going to share this on my network. I know you're going to share it on your network.
0: Yes, absolutely. I sure will.
1: Because we need more people to know about it.
0: Uh-huh. Even
1: celebrity, they don't give you all the details.
0: Oh, you know, no, what no. Doing.
1: It's just like, oh, this celebrity has this. And you kind of see, even when you see children, because of, you know, pregnancy, that was the first time I was on zone is, uh, you know, you see people, and you can kind of go, I can look at that person and the way their weight has shifted. Yes. You know, you can tell it's like a medication.
0: Absolutely. It's, and that's the thing, you know, that's why I say everybody must be proactive and um uh, Watch what you eat. That's mostly important. To you know, watch what you put into your mouth and 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 just take care of yourself. It's, you know, all of us have to do this, regardless if we're coping with an illness or not. We have to take care of ourselves as people. Right, you're absolutely right. Well, yes. thank you, Dorothea, for being. Thank here. you. I really appreciate yeah. the time that you allowed me to speak to your um, you know audience and listeners oh, to hear i know. i was so ex- so excited likewise
1: Yeah, have you on and so i'm excited to be on your show and
0: yes i look forward to it definitely look forward to it and that's august the 13th right? right exactly Yeah. so i look forward to it definitely and hopefully you'll let your viewers know that you will be on there so they can look forward to your story as well
1: i will i definitely will So thank you. I want you to hold on for a second. Sure.
0: Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that today we saved a life.
1: I know that we did. I know that we did. So thanks, everyone, and have a wonderful evening and enjoy the rest of your week and a dynamite fabulous weekend.